You see that? You see what just happened right there last month? The Federal Reserve just started hiking interest rates for the first time since 2018. Last time they did that, you saw real estate start to slump and prices stopping to appreciate as much. Do we think that's going to happen this go around? We'll stick into this video to find out. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything we're currently doing in our business, what works, and some of the stuff that's not working. So if you think this information would be valuable, we would love it if you do two things. Go down and hit that like button and hit that subscribe. And if you got a friend or two that you think this information would be useful for, go ahead and share the link with them. Otherwise, let's get to the market update. First up for this Texas quarterly update is the city of Austin, the golden child for high prices and fast appreciation. Single-family residential permits is sitting at 1,811, which is a 2.4% decrease year-over-year. Two-to-four units up 3.4% increase year-over-year to 61. Not really too worried about those uh, two-to-four units as they're relatively usually pretty small in numbers. Five-plus units is at 500 or 983, which is a 66.1% decrease year-over-year. So really pretty big small slowdown in the commercial apartment complexes for building permits in Austin. Average sales price is just below 575000 and that is a 25.45% increase from this time last year. Median sales price is at 497626 which is a 23.8% increase year over year. So Austin is still just smoking hot as far as appreciation goes. Total sales is sitting at 2295 and that is a 5.75% decrease from this time last year. Not too worried about that considering the uh, appreciation we have and the lack of of inventory and the low months, low months inventory to drive down those total sales. Employment is at 1.29 million and that is an 8.55% increase year over year. And that is 685 jobs gained from the previous month. So that's what we want to continue to see is big unemployment gains and growth, bringing that unemployment down to 3.33, which is considered full employment by many economists. So after the pandemic of 2020, Austin is back to what is considered full employment. And that is a 0.42% increase from the previous month. So it was even below 3, 3% for in December of 2021. So extremely low unemployment numbers with record low interest rates. And that's why you're starting to see these interest rates starting to rise. Once inventory is sitting at 0.66. And that is a 0.13 month decrease from the previous month. Just for retrospect, March of 21 was at 0.48. I just want to explain a little bit about months of inventory if this is your first time tuning in. It's what we as investors and market economists use as a gauge if we're in a buyer or a seller market. So go back to Econ 101 whenever you might have taken that. Everyone knows that the market tries to find the perfect balance between supply and demand. 
And for real estate, that sits somewhere between five, six months of inventory, depending on who you talk to. Is And anytime that number is lower, it's in what we call a seller's market. There is more buyers than there are sellers when you get that inventory below five months of inventory. And the lower the number that gets, the more of a demand there is for housing, the more of a shortage there is for sellers and the more buyers there are. And that is what drives prices up because that is what the market is trying to do. It is trying to get that balanced market up to the five, six months of inventory inventory. And the way it does that is by increasing prices. And that's why you're starting to see interest rates rise is that raises the payments to try to drive inventory up to a certain level to where we have this balanced appreciation that's not running at 16, 17, 18% year over year, because that's just unsustainable and causes all kinds of problems long term in the economy as well. So when you see these interest rates rise, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring the level of consumption down. So anytime you see the month's inventory being significant, significantly lower than the five, six, um, sweet spot. You can tell that there's a very high demand for housing at that price point. So just keep that in mind as we go through this report. So now what we're looking at is the median sales price priced on a graph going all the way back to 2010. You can see that coming out of the last recession, the 2008 whole real estate debacle, real estate really bottomed out around 2011, 12, and then it kind of started taking off. So what you're really kind of seeing there is our normal sales cycles, which we will eventually return back to some point in the future, but you can see the sales cycle of what real estate does as far as prices go. We tend to kind of go up in the summer, down in the winter, back up in the summer and down in the winter. We usually get a little bit of a price bump around December timeframe with that last minute rush to buy a house before the end of the year. So this is something that we use in our business that we love to load up on inventory as we're heading into the cold months or quote unquote, the cold months of uh, Texas. And we like to buy our inventory right around that November, December, January, February timeframe. Because by the time we get the properties renovated back on the market, there's a pretty good chance that we'll be able to hit that next selling season. Now, given these last couple of years, as you can see, Austin has just been flying off the rails as far as appreciation goes, but eventually we will return to those normal sales cycles, something that you can come back and reference. So keep that in mind of like how our normal sales cycles tend to work. So now here's appreciation coming out of the last recession. Now there's some interesting things that people need to take into account here. And one of those things, like, like I said in the intro, last time the Federal Reserve started rising and raising interest rates right around 2018. And if you take a look at this graph, you can see what effect that had on real estate. No, it did not expect real estate to crash like everybody is talking about. Oh my God, they're raising interest rate. The real estate market's going to crash. That's not how it works. What the reason they raise interest rates is they're trying to slow the rate of consumption and bring price appreciation back to its normal levels. Real estate, they say, hovers around that three to 4% is that kind of sweet spot, which you can kind of see they were hitting around that 2018, 19 and actually inverted a little bit there at the end of 2020, right there at the start of the pandemic. But that was the kind of things that they're wanting to do with the raising interest rates is slow down this rate of appreciation. Cause you can see in this graph with Austin, just blowing the appreciation out of the water, reaching all the way up to 40% for two months in a row. We can't sustain that prices. A price appreciation has to slow down over the long term, or that is not going to be good for real estate or real estate economy or our industry. So we are hoping with rising interest rates, that's what this does is it slows down the rate of appreciation. Now I say that I'm a landlord. I love to see equity gains, but that can cause problems in the market if the market gets too hot and they have to really raise interest rates to slow down that price appreciation, which can really negatively affect the price appreciation and bring prices actually down, which is what nobody really wants to have happen.
So you can really see in Austin where that lowest months of inventory is. Then for ourselves, how we use this is we like to target where the most rate of consumption truly is. So for Austin, it's sitting right around that 250 to 550 price point where you have the lowest months of inventory. And we like target that range because you'll see later on uh, where what usually happens in that price point is where the fastest and most uh rate of consumption as far as sales go actually happens. So for us, we like to target properties in that price point where the months of inventory is the lowest. Now, given if you look down this, when you say, hey, John, you said under six months inventory, everything is super hot. That is very true. Austin and none of these other markets is an exception because of what's currently going on in our low months of inventory. But when this market finally does normalize and it eventually will, you will see that the higher price points tend to have higher months of inventory and you'll see where that kind of sweet spot is where the entry level price price point is for that market. In Austin, it's right around that 250, 300 up to the 500, 550. So that would be a market. If I was in Austin, I'd be targeting houses in that price point because it's also where the turnover happens usually or the Turnover is usually the highest, and that is where you get the most price gains at the fastest rates. So just kind of keep that in mind as uh, you're going about your investing. Hey, hey you, enjoying this video? I hope you are. Give us a like so we can keep doing this information. Thanks. Bye. So let's head over to Dallas, Fort Worth. Building permits sitting at 3,892, which is a 0.9% decrease year over year. Two to four units is up to 105. That's a 12.9% increase year over year. And remember, those small units like that, they can swing so wildly. And you'll see it later. I think it's San Antonio. It swung like 2,000% or something like that. But five plus units is at 2011, which to, yeah, 2011, which is a 31.6% increase year over year. So good to see the apartment complexes starting to add inventory to the market to give people places to live. Average sales price is at 425,000 or just shy of 426,000. And that is a 16.93% increase year over year. Median sales price is sitting at 353, which is a 17.7% .7 increase year over year. Total sales is sitting at 6,607. And that's a 1% increase from this time last year. Employment, another, another good month for our good market. We're just over 4 million. And that is a 6.38 increase year over year. But even though we lost about 26,000 jobs, not really worried about that considering the unemployment rate is at a 4.13. And that is a point almost a half percent increase from the previous month. So that is, so Dallas Fort Worth is back to considered full employment sitting right around that for a little lower on the lower end, but it's very close to the full employment. Once inventory is, I mean, and which is crazy considering the size of Dallas, it is at 0.78 months of inventory. And that is a 0.12 month decrease from the previous month. Now for retrospect, March of 21 was sitting at 0.86. Now we're going to go ahead and take a look at the price appreciate or meeting sales price increase from June, 2010 through February, 2022. And what you're really looking at here, if this is your first time tuning in, it is our sales cycles for real estate. We usually go up in the summer months, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, over and over and over again, until you hit kind of the pandemic issue in 2020, which took prices just absolutely through the roof. And you kind of really see that we just kind of skipped this last a cooling off season and prices have started to increase. So I really expect going into the summer, even with the interest rates rising, that we are still going to have a price appreciation going at a pretty good rate. 
I don't think it's going to be in those double digits going into the next year, but it very well could be considering our inventory is less than one month in Dallas-Fort Worth. So kind of keep that in mind. Even with the rising interest rates, I think we are still going to have prices continue to increase and not see some drastic crash like a lot of your news pundits are calling for. Here what we're looking at is the year-over-year -year appreciation going back all the way to June 2011. And what I like to use with this graph is because I like to see like, hey, what happened the last time the last recession ended? How fast did prices increase? And then what did they do over the long term? Now, remember, like I said in the intro, the prices or the last time the Federal Reserve raised interest rates was in 2018. I think they got all the way up to like two and a half percent or something like that before they started lowering them in 2019. And you can see why and what rising interest rates does to the real estate market. So as the rates continue to increase, it slows down the rate of consumption and slows down price appreciation, which is what the Federal Reserve is really wanting to do because the sweet spot for real estate is right around that 3 to 4%, which we have not been there in real estate here in Texas for quite some time. I mean, even since 2011, we have not been at that average rate. So you can see what the rising interest rates has done in the past. So now remember where we're currently at. Take a look at that graph of how high our appreciation truly is and with the slow rise of interest rates because they're not going to just deliberately crash the market. That is not a Federal Reserve's job and that's not their intent to do that. But they are going to slowly rise interest rates to get the appreciation to slow back down. So I do expect appreciation to slow down, but appreciation is still going to remain positive, I think, for the quite foreseeable future, given unless some kind of global shock happens like we had with the pandemic and the shutdowns, which you can see actually brought Dallas-Fort Worth a little bit negative for a month or two back in 2020. So let's take a look at Dallas-Fort Worth by price range. You can see the sweet spot to target months of inventory in Dallas is between that 200 and 400 range. And the reason we like to target those areas, and this is what we do, by no means is this saying that's the only way to do it, but we believe that's a price range we like to target because usually that is where you see the most consumption of property and you have the lowest months of inventory. So what that really means is there's a good chance that there's going to be faster appreciation in those price points than some of the other price points that have higher months of inventory. Now I get every single one of these is super low, but I'm telling you they will eventually start to normalize, especially as we start into this interest rate rising cycle. But for ourselves, what we like to do is we like to look at the price ranges and say, hey, where is the lowest months of inventory by price range and the total sales volume in that price range. And that's where we're trying to target for our renovations as we like to buy property and flip into those price points. Because by the time we buy that property, renovate it, get it back on the market in a few months, there's probably a pretty good chance that the price has increased uh, a little bit even or a lot. And as we've been seeing lately and the price points, just because there's so many people buying and there's so much demand for the houses in that price point. So let's take a look at Houston. Houston is sitting at just shy of 5,000 single family residential permits, which is a 46.5% increase year over year, which is fantastic to see considering the low months of inventory to see a lot of building permits come on. Two to four units sitting at 40, not really worried about that or don't really have any opinions on it. Five plus units is at 1645 and that's an 86% increase year over year. So Dallas or Houston is trying to add a lot of inventory in the coming future with these increases in the permits. Average sales price is at 375,000. That is a 16.44% increase year over year. And we're up to 328,000 on the median sales price, which is an 18.5% increase year over year. Total sales is sitting at 6,680, which is just shy of a 6.5% increase year over year. Unemployment, another good thing to see that we're at 5.5% 
increase from this time last year up to 3.265 million. Even though we've lost 50,000 jobs in Houston, I'm not really too worried about it too much as employment does continue to rise and fall, rise and fall. But as long as we see unemployment continuing to fall, that is a good sign. So the unemployment isn't back to full employment like some of the other markets in Texas are, but they are sitting at 5.45, and that is a 6.4% increase from the previous month. So last month they were getting into the four, so that is a good sign, but we want to see that unemployment continuing to trend down. Months of inventory is at 1.27 months, and that is a 0.45 month decrease from the previous month. March of 21 was at 1.74. So just use that as a mind of how hot last year was and where we're starting from an inventory level this year. So now let's look at the median sales price appreciation for Houston going all the way back to June 2010. And what we're really seeing here is our sales cycle for real estate, where it typically goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And occasionally you'll get a little blip that jumps up right there in December of those last minute people trying to buy houses before the new year starts. Now, given these last years where it's just kind of just gone up and up and up and up and kind of really blown that out of water, uh, just keep in mind that it can't continue like that. And eventually it will regress back to the norm where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer summer, down the winter in an upward trajectory. So the way we use this in our business is we love to load up on inventory for renovations right around that November, December, January timeframe. So when we get done with those renovations, we're listing them right on the April, May, June and selling into the summertime, which is quote unquote called the hot selling season for real estate. So this is just a graph to use for uh, long-term to kind of look at our sales cycles. Now let's take a look at the year-over-year -year appreciation for the median sales price uh, plotted over time back to June 2011, which is when the real estate recession was kind of coming to an end out of the debacle of 2008. And the reason I like to track this stuff is I want to see what the long-term appreciation is really doing over time. So you can see coming last recession and just like this one, prices boomed up and then they slowly regressed back down to where their norms are supposed to be around that three to 4% is what they're trying to get to. So going into the last interest rate cycle of 2018, you can kind of look at this and see what that did to prices, that prices were continuing to slow down. They weren't going backwards. Like everybody's saying that, oh my God, the rising interest rates, real estate's going to crash. It's not what happens. Prices don't appreciate as fast, but that doesn't mean that the market's going to crash. So they're trying to get prices back down to that sweet spot of 3 to 4%, which they never really hit, but that's where they're trying to get. And that is what interest rates typically do is it's a way to control the payments of property, which also reflects what somebody's ability to pay. So that's one reason why I track this stuff as I want to see over long term, the last several months, which way is interest rates kind of trending. And you can kind of see in Houston coming out of the, of the last boom of 18 and between like 13, 14 and 15, prices really started to regress and slow back down, actually dropping a little negative in 17 and touching about even in 18 and 2020. So keep that in mind of what this information where you can go to get it. So now let's take a look at the inventory by price range. And what we like to do with this graph is I want to see where that sweet spot is of the lowest months of inventory for the widest range of property. So I know where to target for our renovations. And for Houston, it sits right around that 200 to 500 price point for us. If I was, if I was investing in Houston, that is where I would want to be targeting for my renovations. And the reason we do that, and you'll see, if you look at San Antonio for this graph, that's usually where the fastest rate of total sales volume is happening. And when that happens, 
happens, you usually get the highest appreciation in those price points over the long term. So when we're doing renovations for the short term, we like to buy with ARVs targeting that price point because there's a really good chance by the time we buy the property, renovate it, get it back on the market, the price has actually gone up than from what we originally anticipated, which is fantastic for us because it helps in our bottom line net number when we sell a property. Hey, breaking news, this just in. You haven't hit that like button yet. Go ahead and hit that like button and we'll get right back to the video. Thanks. Now let's move on to San Antonio, my home market. And I apologize if you watch this from the very beginning. I just have more information on San Antonio because it's my home market and it's a lot of work to pull this information. So building permits for San Antonio sitting at 983, which is a 1.8% increase. Two to four units is a six up to 60, which is a 2,900% increase. And this is kind of why I say I don't follow the two to four units too much. I do report on it to see if it changes, but when it's sitting at 60, you're getting these massive swings to where I'm not saying there's a big boom in a single or the two to four units in uh, the coming months. Five plus units up to 271, which is a 57.3% decrease year over year, which is pretty crazy to see the uh, inventory dropping like that as far as permits goes, given the housing shortage we currently have. Average sales price is at 361,889, which is just shy of 15% increase year over year. Median sales price is at 305, which is a 17.3% increase year over year. Now, taking a look at the median sales price going back to 2010, you can kind of really see what our sales cycle looks like for our industry to where it typically goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, and each summer is a little bit higher than the previous summer. So what I use this information for is I want to target that and where you can use this is we love to load up on inventory right in that November, December, January, February timeframe. So when we do our renovations and get them back on the market, there's a good chance we are in that sales season or that um, the next round of selling into the summer for the real estate cycle. Now you can see what this last pandemic has really done for this last little summertime prices really didn't go down much. They kind of just really leveled off before they started taking off again. And remember inventory is lower this month than what it was going into last year. So I do expect prices to continue to increase even with the interest rate levels starting to rise. Now here we are looking at what the year over year appreciation looks like going back to June, 2011. And what I'm really looking at here is I want to see what the appreciation is doing long-term. And you can kind of really see coming out of the last recession, 2011, 12, we stayed pretty consistent hitting those anywhere from six to 10% leading into about 2016. And then it slowly started to go down. And in 2018, you can really see where it kind of peaked and really started to fall down in 2019. So that is what those caused by rising interest rates really did. And that is what happened is mortgage rates in increased, which brought appreciation back down. So that is what I expect to see happen with the interest rates starting to rise. I can see them raising them significantly because they need to cool this market off and bring those levels back down to your average of anywhere from two to three or four to five percent year over year appreciation. So moving on to total sales, we're sitting at 2,681, which is an 11.1% increase year over year. Now here's some good news for your landlords. The average rental price is up 11% year over year to 1,755. Now that sucks for tenants, but us as landlords, when we're seeing our prices increase at such a rapid rate, we need to have rental prices increase so we can maintain our properties because what goes up with rising prices, it goes, the taxes and insurance continue to rise right along with those. So that price does get, some of that burden does need to get passed on to the tenants that are renting the properties. So now looking at our monthly rents posted on a graph. 
you'll see that it follows a very similar style as the sales increases to where it goes up in the summer and down in the winter. Now, a little trick that we use for ourselves is every one of our properties, no, when it, no matter when it comes online or when we get a new tenant or a turnover, whatever it may, or whenever it may be, our leases always end on March, April, or May at the end, or at the end of those months. And the reason for that is that if I have a tenant that doesn't want a new lease and moves back into a property or moves out of a property, I have time to get in there, get the renovations done, and to hit that next high season for the next price increases. So that is something that we we use in our business. I know a ton of other landlords that after seeing this information do the exact same thing. So I highly encourage to take a look at your market and see if it follows very similar trends and do something very similar to that. Now to employment numbers for January, we were just shy of 1.2 million and has a 3.75% increase year over year. Even though we lost 22,000 jobs from the previous month, I'm not too worried about that because that number is still relatively small compared to what we saw uh, come basically April of 2020. Our unemployment is at 4.3, which means we are very quickly approaching the full employment, which is right around three to three and a half percent. And that is a 0.17% decrease from the previous month. So to so we're actually getting gaining jobs and our unemployment rate level is dropping. So that is a good sign that we want to continue to see moving into as we recover from the COVID pandemic. So let's look at the 20-year unemployment to see how that really relates to real estate prices. Well, going back to the last recession, you can kind of not last the last three, essentially, because this you see just kind of right at the, the top of the 20 or the 2000.com bubble of what unemployment really did. So now typically unemployment doesn't rise like it did at the last pandemic, but you can see that it rises at a faster rate than what it goes down. And why I said I'm not too worried about the unemployment increasing or decreasing, gaining jobs, losing jobs is because I want to see what the overall trend really is. Are we losing and it's continuing to climb up or were we gaining and it's continued to climb down? Like you can see coming out of the last three recessions that it's kind of a zigzag, but I want to see a continued downward trend towards that quote unquote full employment of around three, three and a half percent um, on the unemployment levels. So months of inventory, we were sitting at a 1.59, which is a 0.28 month decrease from the previous month. And just for retrospect, March of 21 was at two point or basically two months of inventory. So we are actually in a more competitive environment than we were a year ago. So that's why I say even with rising interest rates right now, I still think prices are going to continue to increase because of our super low months of inventory. It's going to be a very competitive season if you're in the market to buy a home. Now, if you stuck with me for this entire video, we've been going on for almost 30 minutes now. So if you stuck with this video uh, all the way through, you're going to see I got a little more information and I go into a little more detail of what, why we target those price points that we do. So you can see the sales volume of where is the most in-demand housing, and it's right between that 200 and 350 price point as far as the inventory levels go. And look at the total sales volume. I mean, you're looking at just about 1,100, 1,200 properties right there in those three price or in that price range of that 200 to 350 when we only have like 2,600 sales. So that is why we like to target that specific price point. Because as properties continue to get consumed and turn over, and when you have those low months of inventory and high sales volume, that shows appraisers and it shows the competitiveness of that price point as from a buying and selling standpoint. That means there's a lot of buyers trying to buy in that price point. So when we buy a property targeting an ARV of say like 200 or 250, there's a really good chance in three, four months when we finish our renovations and get it back on the market, that the price may be even higher than that at that point. So that is something that you can use 
in your business when you can kind of do the inventory levels by price points and sales volumes, because that is that is what drives prices up is a very competitive price point and sales volume of people actually consuming and willing to drive prices up. So now let's look at inventory by zip code and where the most in-demand housing is. So for San Antonio, we're sitting at 78148, and that is a 0.47 months of inventory. And why I really like to show this graph or show a few things is you can see what these low months of inventory has really done over the course of just two years. So March of 2020 in 78148, the median sales price point was 214,000. Our average, average price point was 214,000. Just two years later, we're sitting at 324,000. So that means $110,000 in price appreciation in just two years. So if you would have bought that property, stuck a tenant in it, cash flowed from it, and just done nothing to the property in two years, you would have gained $110,000 in equity. And the reason that is happening is because of super low inventory and a very competitive price point for those houses. So that is why we track this stuff is I want to see not only by price range where the most in demand is, but also the zip code. So that typically tends to fall in the lower price point when it comes to inventory and the lower price points. But since the COVID that's kind of really thrown everything off. So you go back to some of my older videos before the pandemic, you can kind of compare what those prices really do uh, from a price point level. And now the caveat to that is the highest months of inventory. Now, given these are still super low inventory, because we only get to like 3.86, but that is still higher than the 0.46 that in the 78148. So that is why I track this stuff because I need to know my inventory levels from a certain price point, zip code, and even down to the neighborhood. So when we're running our comps and comparing and underwriting a deal, I want to know my inventory level. I want to know what my competition doing because if I can sell in two weeks versus three months, I'm going to do anything I can to really make sure that I sell fast. And by putting, usually it's by putting more money in the higher turn or higher ROI parts of the house, which is usually your kitchens, your master bathroom, doing your landscaping, making sure that you got good staging, good pictures, doing everything I can to make sure that my property is the one that only goes in two weeks versus three months. Because every month that I go, or every day that I hold it longer, it is interest payments. Now, it's not to say these are bad zip codes because you can see when you look at the price points two years ago, prices still have increased, but in some of the zip codes, they haven't increased as much because you get down to say 78211, it was at 117,000, but we're still up to 218. So it's still a $100,000 price increase, even though we've had uh, low inventory for so long. So even though the inventory is still higher, you can still get very high price appreciation in those zip codes if you hold for the long term. Well, there you have it, folks. That concludes this quarterly market update for the four major markets of Texas. If you're wanting a copy of the PDF slides, go ahead and text market to 210-794-9898 and we'll get you added to our text line. So every time a market update comes out, you'll get notified and you'll also get the link to the PDF slides. So if you found this information useful, we would love it if you give us a like, give us a subscribe and share this information with somebody that you think would find this useful. Otherwise, I send out the market update for San Antonio every single month. And every quarter we do one for the entire state of Texas. So otherwise we will catch you guys next month.